I can't believe I'm saying this, but I've officially cracked. This social distancing has officially gotten to me. Hi everyone, it's your host, Gorgeous Chi. You're now listening to episode seven of the Be Bold Podcast. Happy late Easter. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I hope you're all doing well. I hope your families are doing well. I hope your friends are doing well in this time. I want to, I'm really interested to know how everyone spent their Easter. Like, what did you guys do on Easter? Um, We weren't able to go to church. You know, you really can't have family over. You weren't able to do family gatherings. I saw a lot of people, you know, still had family over. Or some people just, like, you know, they made big meals and had their immediate family. Um, Personally, we actually watched church on TV for our Easter. We ate, my mom made some food. You know, Lent is over. And so that was my Easter. Very strange Easter. Like, I, I did plan on, you know, getting dressed and everything. But since social distancing and since being home, I have not worn a look of makeup. I put maybe some concealer under my eyes to go to um, our meetings, our Zoom meetings, but that's literally it. I have not worn a lick of makeup, and I don't plan on wearing it anytime soon. (laughs) Like, it's crazy to me, because I really do feel like I've cracked. I was walking outside with my Meek Mills and a wig cap, but there was no wig on my head. And I literally went outside like that. You know, obviously not to any public area. I was just running to my car, but it still, like... My level of caring about my appearance is literally to the ground right now. (laughs) And I wasn't working out as much this week, and so that really hurt me a lot. I wasn't eating best this week, so that really hurt me a lot. And so I'm just not in, not that I'm not in a good mood, I'm just, it's getting to me. And I'm cracking, and I'm really missing outside, I'm really missing you know, being able to hit somebody up and just go out. And even just having the option to do that. But this is what we're in. This is how we're living. This is our new normal. Like, we're literally waiting up for IG Live concerts. Like, this is a new... And that reality becomes realer and realer to me every single day. And I think that's what's contributing to this whole thing of like, I've cracked. Like I'm trying to, I'm obviously, <laughs> I have good habits that I can lean back on, which is great. But geez, Louis, I, I literally can't even get over the fact that we're still in this. This is my going to be my third week coming up attending a Zoom staff meeting. And we've been home for a while and it's looking like they're going to extend it you know, to mid-May, and we're going to hear back again from there. But like I said before, everyone's families are in my prayers. Everyone's friends are in my prayers. Everyone's close, immediate, anything. I'm praying for everyone. Pray for my family, too. Um, so that's how I'm doing with coronavirus. So I know I kind of just spiraled out of control with that. But let's just get right back into the bold review. This is the bold review. So I want to talk about streaming services. You know, we're all quarantined and I feel like 
every other week there's a new streaming platform for us to sign up for and watch their content. And I personally don't appreciate having that many options. I do miss when it was almost just Netflix. And it was just Netflix. You can choose off from there what you want to watch. And that was it. And now we have Netflix. We have Hulu. We have Zeus. Prime Video. Quibi. Every channel is making themselves a streaming service. Disney Plus. Like, what? Look, are we supposed to sign up for all of them? Everything is in a different spot. Everything is in a different spot. And I appreciate the original programming that Netflix has. I appreciate the original stuff everyone's coming out with. But I'm tired of having to sign up for all these streaming services. I can only make so many emails for these free trials. Like, I can only make so many emails. It's just, it's just a lot. So what I recently got into on Netflix, I tried to get into like the sci-fi, you know, action with the Ozark and Money Heist. I've been wanting to get into that, but I saw that they put the Braxtons on Netflix and I had to tune in because I heard a lot about the show. Tuned in, became a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of the Braxtons. I think it, no, it actually comes on WeTV, um, which is another new reality channel. It comes on week TV. They have like maybe six, seven seasons, and I'm I'm only on maybe the midway, not the beginning of season three, because they only put two and a half seasons on Netflix, and that's why I'm mad. I've been searching high and low to find the Braxtons again, <laughs> season three, and I can't find it because I, I literally can't find it on YouTube, can't find it on Hulu, can't find it on the Quibi. I had to go download the WeTV app on my Roku just to go see they only had two episodes of it on the WeTV app. So why am I going through all these loops and holes just to watch season three of a show I'm a fan of? <laughs> but I digress. That was my little rant. But I digress. That's how I'm, I'm just feeling just a little type of way. Um, but I did get that free trial for Prime Video. I did get the free trial from Prime Video. And I'm going, it's 30 days, so I'm going to probably use that 30 days to kind of, look, look at this. I just ranted about it, but I'm just also telling you that I did utilize the services because I needed to be able to watch some TV or something. So, I have the Prime Video 30-day trial. I'm going to see if I can get the Braxton's on there. If I have to pay for it, then... Freaking, I had to pay for it. But I also want to pinpoint the show, The Braxtons. If you've ever watched it, I definitely want to have a conversation with you. How do you feel about the show? Season one, like every season, like they dig super deep. Like they were on the show having therapy, family therapy sessions. People were storming out. People were yelling at each other. The argument. Season two was a little more toned down, but I still love that it's a reality show based on a family dynamic, a real family dynamic, not, you know, a fake family dynamic, not fake people just brought together, told to be friends and then have all these arguments because they're not even really friends type of thing. Uh, I like that it was a family, wholesome, you never, you know it's never going to get to the point of like fighting because they're family and they're not going to embarrass themselves like that on TV. But you, they, you see them work through family problems, which is great. You know, black, all women, strong women, Tony Braxton, we all know, 
Grammy award-winning singer-writer Tamar, who recently has become Grammy-nominated singer. Her sisters have sung backup for her, for Toni Braxton, for years. Um, and on the show, you can kind of see that transform where Toni actually fires the back, spoiler alert, Toni actually fires them as background singers and gets new background singers in the effort, you know, to change up her sounds and things like that. And shout out to Toni Braxton for still being out here, still being a singer, still putting music out, still being in the industry and still relevant. The show actually inspired me to go back and listen to her catalog. And it's, it's just fire, like, very unique voice. We know her for that. So to see kind of the inner depths of her family, what is great. I like to be able to see her family work together, her family work things out. I love Tamar and Vince's, you know, relationship, even though they argue all the time, but they're able to work through their problems type of thing. Um, I think her sisters, Tawanda, Trina, and Tracy are hilarious. And so I've been really enjoying that show, but I'm just annoyed at the fact that I can't find season three. <laughs> so that's my whole thing. That's my bold review, you know, streaming services, Netflix. So let's just go into the thoughts of an introverted black girl segment. So this topic was heavy on my mind because this is basically the whole reason I started this podcast, right? So I kind of want to talk about the... I want to talk about the concept of starting over or symbolically starting over. Um, I share part of my story, but I feel like the past few months, I've had this overwhelming push to live differently. Um, it's almost like you wake up one day and you realize you're not living your life right. You either held a grudge too long, or you didn't put your best foot forward at work or school, or even you just plain, you were just plain rude, right? You weren't as nice to people as you wanted. If you're in this part of your life, you probably felt some of those different emotions and, you know, some of those are, you know, resonate with how I was feeling during this time or how I'm currently feeling during inside this time. And so it's living differently, right, also comes with thinking like, oh, what can I do? At least the, the thought of like, okay, I need to go back and I need to fix some things right it's crazy like when you decide that you want to live right moving forward i felt like i needed to okay, to live right moving forward i had to go back and fix some things and what was very frustrating can't control how people are going to be the way you live your life should not be based on other people so yes even feeling like you have to go back to something to go back to a situation that happened and try to resolve it in a different way just so you can move forward with your life is only going to create more turmoil because you have no idea how people in that situation that you were involved in are going to react so I kind of had to step back had to look at myself in the mirror and tell myself in the mirror how we're going to move forward like articulate that in the mirror to myself continually remind myself and now that doesn't mean that you're never going to look back that means you're going to look back and you're going to keep looking back because you want to know that you're moving forward so I just want to reiterate this process of starting over this process of you know wanting to live a different life just wanting to live your life right unapologetically 
it's not an easy task. <laughs> you can say as many mantras in the mirror. You can say it's just not an easy process. And it's something that has, takes continuous and continual work. And you'll start to see the effects of this continual work in your day-to-day interactions with people. Right, you'll start to be happier when you interact with people. You'll start to be more open to helping people. You'll, and that's just naturally how it goes when you decide that, okay, I wasn't living my life right. I want to live my right, my life a little more positive. This, that's what's going to happen. This is naturally going to happen. And so you'll see it eventually looking forward. And so now it's like, okay, so if I'm going to trust myself to embark on this new journey of living my life positive, switching all my self, you know, all my thoughts positive. If I'm going to do that, I'm going to look completely forward. It's like, dang, how do I know I'm moving forward without looking back? How? It's like, how do I undo years of bad habits that, you know, that have may have become unhealthy coping mechanisms? How do I make peace with the past? How do I change the negative environment that triggers me, you know, to act the way I do? Right, so what in your environment triggers you to act? And I wish someone had those answers for me, but no one has those answers for me. There's no step-by-step guide to, you know, starting over. There's no step-by-step guide to living right. But I definitely want to share what has helped me, what what I've been using to help me in this time to move forward, um, to live life in a more just a positive wavelength, and the changes that I've seen to just the way I think about, you know, my day-to-day interactions have been different, but I definitely still deal with, you know, lapsing back to, oh, what if, right? The what if, oh, what if this doesn't go right? What if I, and if you what if yourself to death about changing and just deciding to live a more positive lifestyle, you are never going to get there and you're just going to be stuck in the what ifs. And the what ifs is just a part of your brain or your body that can't let go of the control of certain situations, right? I feel like when you accept that you don't control every situation, it's a lot easier for you to understand that things happen because things happen. Things happen. Things don't just happen because it's my fault or because I had nothing to do with it. Sometimes things just unravel in a different way and and that's just how it's gonna be. So I wanna share with you guys some stuff I did. So off bat praying. Pray for clarity, pray for discernment. Pray for wisdom because you're in a confusing time, right? You've had the moment, you you were self-aware enough to know that you want to live your life a different way, but then now through navigating this different part of your life, you're going to need some wisdom, some clarity, and some discernment. <laughs> so you want to be able to, you want to pray, you want to making sure you're going to church, having a great relationship with God during this time so you can always talk to him and, you know, he can answer your prayers during the time. He can give you that clarity. He can give you that discernment. Um, and you could you you can move on living your life just in with more faith, right? And that's one of the things, like, being, I feel like being a positive person is having continuous faith. 
that things are going to go the way they need to go. Not necessarily go good or bad, but they're going to go the way they need to go. Um, so that's what praying did for me during this time. So just still being super involved in prayer. Another thing that I did is if you haven't already opened up to the people around you, but let the people around you know that you're feeling like this, right? So whether it's your mother, your sister, your brother, cousin, a friend, let someone know, hey, like, I'm just feeling a little bit different these days. You know, I kind of want to do something different with my life and open up. And the reason why I say that is because everyone is going through this. And I'm, I'm going to say everyone, yes, I'm jumping out on a ledge, but a lot of 20-year-olds, a lot of mid-20-year-olds that I talk to have gone through a moment in their life where it's like almost like a midlife crisis, a quarter-life crisis. And when you're able to open up to people about what you're going through in this quarter-life crisis, you don't even understand the, like release from their chest they'll have like oh okay i'm not the only one going through it okay i've been feeling the type of way too and you guys you guys have a great conversation about you know what are your thoughts right are your thoughts positive are your thoughts negative about the future how do you plan to move forward you guys you can kind of create a you know a positive ecosystem of people to support you in this transformation of your life no they're not going to be holding your hand but they're going to be knowing what you're going through and so they can support you in whatever way you need best whether it's like you need to be away from them for a few weeks few months whether it's you need them to be around you all the time for the next few weeks you miss whatever it is um communicate that to the people around you so whatever it is communicate that to the people around you so that moving forward is not a lonely process moving forward is not a lonely thing for you because it can seem it can feel lonely see and I'm giving that advice based on someone who originally did not open up and felt super super like this is the only this is only happening to me type of thing until you know opening up to my sister and to my friend about how I was feeling and then realizing that we were able to have conversations about how we all at one point want to change and grow in our lives and in which ways, okay, what's the plan? And so you feel so much more supported when you're able to talk things out. I'm just very solution-based. I'm not someone who hits people up just to vent. I, I realize that for myself. I don't call people just to vent in my life. I call people to talk and find a solution to what's going on and what the problem is. And so... That's why when I was opening up to people, I was able to have long conversations about, you know, what they're doing um, to help them during this time in this confusion, confusing time of their life. And we're able to share ideas and just feel comfortable and knowing that now, okay, I have a safe space when I talk to this person about, you know, how my feelings are and what my emotions are during this time. Um, so that's definitely something that I really um, recommend. Figuring out what what self-care means to you. So self-care, a term we hear all the time now, take care of yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, if you don't fill up your cup, you can't fill up anyone else's cup. But what does self-care really mean to you? For me, I realize the things I do for self-care, some other people don't. <laughs> so other people just can't stand it. They won't do it. One of those things is exercising. Exercising for some people is a torturous time. They hate waking up sore. Me personally, 
when I'm feeling indecisive, when I'm feeling anxious, when I'm feeling just sad, I'm usually like, okay, I'm going to go for a run. That's me. And and that run is whatever, whether, whether it's 20 minutes, 30 minute time run, is time that I'm 100% just focusing on me getting to a goal. And that's what I think self-care is. Self-care should be a time where you're just selfishly pouring into yourself, selfishly making yourself look good and that's how or feel good so that's how I feel like self-care is and what it is to me so it's not like face mask and movies and junk food and all that stuff I I like self-care to be like two to three hours of my day every day where it's just about me and that's what I feel like exercising is. I can go up and get outside for a good hour and a half of that and then meditate for the other hour and a half. I like to make it something that's incorporated in my everyday. So I'm just making my personal self feel good. And so the reason why I say this is great for when you know you feel like you're starting over is because you need to understand and remember the things in your life that make you happy, right? Because if you're not happy, that's when you're going to be spewing out like negative thoughts or negative words towards people or just not living a super positive lifestyle. Well, if you're continuously happy, it's easier for you to do those things. And so figuring out what your personal self-care is. If it's if you're the person who likes to buy newspapers and buy magazines and do the freaking Sudokus and <laughs> crosswords on back of them, and that's your self-care, that's it. I have a Sudoku book and a Word Church book that I open up when I want, I want to just do things by myself. If you're someone who needs like a guided journal, buying a guided journal, looking up journal prompts on Google, Pinterest, and things like that, whatever your self-care, I'm trying to think of like other things people do, like face, just something that's completely into you. Self-care, you should be just into you and into yourself. You shouldn't have anyone else on your mind besides yourself when you're in the self-care time. That's what I used to like when the malls was open. <laughs> when the malls were open, I loved going shopping shopping for makeup because during that time I would just get things that would help and satisfy me and that would be my self-care um, but that costs a lot of money so I'm saving a lot of money now but just finding what your self-care means to you now changing your environment is something else that I'd recommend but hear me out so sometimes the environment that you're living in triggers negative behaviors so whether that's like if you have a super younger sibling than you um, who's crying all the time, if you are living in a house where your parents don't get along, they're arguing all the time, if you're living in a house where you and your siblings just be arguing all the time and you have no peace, um, you don't, you can't afford to live on your own, you can't just get up and change your environment. Some people do. Some people just like, I'm just saving my money, I'm getting up, I'm getting the fuck out of here, and they move <laughs> to Florida, move to Texas, move to LA, wherever they go. They just be out. So when I say change your environment, it's kind of create a sanctuary where you have a sanctuary. So I have my room. In my room, constantly with the diffuser, I turn it on all the time. I make sure my light is dim. I listen to meditation sounds on YouTube. It's how I honestly prepare for this episode. And I don't know if you can hear, but I have a, a meditation sound going on in the background right now. 
it just kind of just makes me feel at peace. And so when I say change your environment, I mean curate the environment that brings out the positive habits that you have, that makes you want to do self-care things, that make you want to focus on yourself and be in your own type of zone. Curate that for yourself. Now, if you don't have your own room to do that, uh, find out or create a list of healthy coping skills that you have that you can go out and do. Like I said, one for me is exercising. I also have been, you know, during this last two weeks, I haven't been that motivated, but I've still been motivated enough to go and take a walk. So I'm making sure I'm still going outside. Curate a list of self-care practices you can do every day, every day and put into yourself and pour into yourself during that time if you can't physically change the environment you're in. It, kind of, it just helps you keep your, your mood and your brain stabilized in that time. And I know it's difficult right now when everyone being home, if you and your you have mad siblings and you're at home, I feel you. <laughs> I grew up with five other siblings in the house. It was wild. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot, so I understand. But just kind of creating a list for yourself of what you can do if you can't make your whole room. I've been able to, you know, transform my whole room into a self-care sanctuary for me. And that's very, very positive, you know, for me. And so when I go and interact with my family, it's like I'm coming out, like I'm freshly stretched and meditated out. And so there's nothing negative that I can bring to the environment at that point. Another thing I want to say, this is the last thing I actually have to say, is reading. Uh, me personally, I like to read like memoirs and nonfiction novels. Also, I'm not even the, like the book reader, right? I don't like open up a book and I don't love like the crisp pages. I like to listen to audiobooks. I think audiobooks are the best thing that's ever happened to me because... There's so many different apps and where you can access audiobooks for free for a discounted price. And I've just been loving it and embracing it. I have the Apple Books app and I've bought books on there. I bought Michelle Obama's Becoming. I bought Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams, Leave from the Outside. I have bought You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting your greatness and start living your awesome line by jen sincero i've brought an american marriage a novel by tyree jones i have a couple of other books on here as well i just bought them because you can buy audiobooks on the um books app on amazon but i also have the scribed app which my cousin put me on to but i think it was like a little no, it wasn't. It wasn't. I would say a little scam, but it really wasn't a scam. But a couple books on here that I have are The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, Think and Grow Rich, um, how, how the Secret Changed My Life, The Way a Powerful Practice for Finding Love. <laughs> but you know, the one by Megan Good and her husband. And Seven Habits of Highly Effective People and the Joy of Minimalism. Just so, just a few books that I'm reading. Like I said, I like nonfiction memoirs. I like hearing about how other people, of, oh, other real people, have overcome things in their life um, or they have worked through things in their life. And so I enjoy listening to audiobooks. There is so much information out in the world that you will not find on a Google search because you only stay on page one. There is so much information, so much things in other people's lives to learn from that you can get in a book. 
I know there's some, like my sister is someone who loves the Chris Page's niece to have the books all lined up, needs to see them. I am not. I get, as soon as I open up a book, I get teary eyed, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that you should not be open that to that information. So if you need to read on your phone or read an audio or listen to an audiobook, it's super easy for me to listen to audiobooks throughout the day. I'm currently trying to finish Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. It's five hours left of that book. But it's just like, I don't know. I, I think reading kind of brings you into a different space. That's another self-care thing for me too. Like just listening to an audiobook and like cleaning my room or listening to an audiobook and like taking notes is a time where I know that I'm taking notes so I I can implement these things into my life and I can make my life better in some way. So... No, there's just too much information out there to just to skip out on. And so while I've been in this quarantine, I've been trying to have healthy habits, but I fell off for a few weeks. But, you know, talking to people keeps you motivated. Going on Instagram, seeing other people continually work out keeps you motivated. So I'm definitely motivated to keep going toward my goals. Um, but that's it for today's episode. I want to know if you're in this, you know, quarter life crisis if it's time of your life if you're feeling like it's time for you to, you know to do something different try something different what are your you know different skills what are your tips for doing that and for changing you know your life making those first steps to moving forward and not looking back what are some of your steps and if you've done some of the steps that i shared today and how i feel like you know those things have helped me how have those things helped you if you've already implemented those things in your life what are your different self-care tips right like i said not everyone's self-care tips is to go for a three mile run i remember just side note i remember one time i was feeling like so anxious about something and i told myself Girl, you need to go on a run. I came back four miles later. But I felt amazing. That's not going to be everybody. So that's kind of it for my thoughts from Introverted Black Girl segment today. Let's move on to the Daily Devotional. So for today's Daily Devotional, I actually just wanted to read a devotional from the Bible app on my phone. I do some of the Bible app challenges and one of this one is called God is in the small stuff and this devotional is give God time right so we talked about starting over today um, needing clarity right needing discernment when you are starting over trying to live your life a different way and this can be any in any way and I, I'm thinking about this in a positive way because when I you know woke up realized I was turning 25 realized that, that you know a couple of things in my life were not going right in the way it needed to I just needed to sit down um, and give God his time right let God know what, what was troubling me and so he can give me what you know I needed so I'm going to read this devotional from the um, challenge it's called give God time if there's one thing we need in the midst of our busy, loud, and nervous lives, it's the inner peace and quiet and assurance that only God can give. It's the only way to see God's purpose for us, let alone keep our sanity. I can I can relate. The thing is, God doesn't yell out and say, hey, you're neglecting me. Sit still for a moment so you can hear me. Oh, he is fully capable of getting our attention when we really need it. But you don't want to make it a habit of giving God a reason to chase you down. And he will. <laughs> Do not give God a reason. 
rather than waiting for God to whack you over the head with a spiritual two by four, wouldn't it be far better to give God some time each day to quietly speak to you? Actually, this is God's preference. Be silent and know that I am God, he says. Palms, he says, being still may be the hardest thing you will ever do, but it may be the most important. Look at it this way. When you give God time, you show him respect and affect your staying. God, you're important enough for me to set aside some time each day. I want you to teach me. I want to learn. That's what I'm saying. When I act, when I say that when you're going to be praying for clarity and discernment, you need to understand how to judge well, and God can teach you how to judge well. Will God talk to you if you let him? Most definitely. Not in all, not in an audible voice, but through your thoughts and emotions. God also talks through his word, the Bible. Remember, the Bible is God's voice for us. The only way to hear it is to read it. The doorway to letting God into the details of your life, into your concerns and dreams, is time. We know it won't be easy. Many other voices and devices will call out for your time and attention, and many of them are worthwhile. But if you want to hear the one voice who will make all the difference in your life, you'll need to let God in quietly. Ask God to give you the desire to set aside a place and time just for him. The details of your life will wait. More than that, they'll take on meaning when you give them over to God. So that was the devotional for my um, Gods in the Small Stuff Challenge on the Bible app. When I tell you that being in a confusing stage of your life, whether you are going from 25 and you're going to be in your higher 20s, whether you're turning 30, 40, 50, whatever milestone you are in your life right now, if you're feeling confused, if you sit down with a journal, with a Bible, with a friend, and pray about getting some clarity into where you need to move next in your life, God will give you a vivid image. And I'm telling you, when I say I sleep and I God gives me vivid images of how amazing my life is going to be, my, my life is amazing now. I'm so fortunate to have a family that I have now. My life is amazing. But the way my life is going to transform when I become a fully self-sufficient adult is crazy. And God always shows me that. He shows me that in the opportunities he gives me. He shows me that in my dreams. He shows me that um, with people he surrounds me with. So that is episode seven of the Be Bold podcast. Please rate, share with a friend, share a post with a friend. Um, I'm very excited. I'm very happy I did this episode. Um, and I hope that you guys like it. I hope you guys can take something from it. Um, again, this is Gorgeous Chi, Chinway Igwe. Follow me on Instagram at Gorgeous Chi underscore. Follow the podcast page at Be Bold Podcast on Instagram. That's the only social media we have. Thank you guys and have a nice night. Bye. Happy Sunday. And I hope you guys all have a great week.